Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to All Things Real Estate, hosted by the Multiple Listing Service of Long Island. And I am your host, Tricia Cherko. I'm the Marketing and Communication Director for the Multiple Listing Service of Long Island and the Long Island Board of Realtors. Today, I'll be speaking with Sal Crafasi of Crafasi Real Estate with offices in Queens and Brooklyn. And Sal serves on um, the MLS's advertising committee with me and usually has some really cool ideas like this podcast, like forming this podcast so that uh, Long Island and New York metropolitan areas, uh, consumers can learn more about the real estate process. Today, Sal is going to be educating us on the difference between an exclusive office listing and an exclusive MLS listing agreement. Um, these are terms and agreements that sellers are going to need to be to get familiar with. Okay, when they interview realtors um, to take a listing of their home when they're ready to sell. So anyway, uh, Sal, good afternoon. I'm going to start this with asking you to please tell me the difference of what an exclusive office listing is and an exclusive MLS listing. All right, great. First, I want to say hello and, and thank Tricia for asking me to host the third episode of this podcast. And just a little quick plug, a good friend of mine is big into podcasts and he inspired me to do this. So thank you to my friend Danny. So, Danny, Danny of Queens, yeah, Danny, Danny of Brooklyn. Danny of Long Island, actually. Danny, Danny of, of Merrick. Okay. Yeah. So the getting straight to it, uh, getting right to the point with the differences between an exclusive office listing and an exclusive MLS listing agreement. Mm -hmm. uh, it is something that is often... Misinterpreted yeah, or, yeah, or by Yeah, often the misinterpreted by the seller where somebody will think that an exclusive whether it's an MLS exclusive or an office exclusive, that you're only dealing with one specific agent or one specific brokerage or firm. And that is not the case. Uh, the difference between an office exclusive and an MLS exclusive, an office exclusive will mean that you're only dealing with one specific agent and it's only being marketed to those specific agents in that office. Okay, so it's sort of just, uh, will it appear on all the websites or is it just on the office website or is it more like you're know, just going to be shared internally among the agents of that office of franchise? Yeah, what it will do is it, it can be circulated to various websites. Uh, it will not go on to the MLSLI.com oh. website, oh, okay. but it will appear on Zillow or Trulia or StreetEasy, Realtor.com even, uh, but it will only be an agreement between that office, the seller, and then obviously the agents that work in that office. Okay. When a seller... Um signs an exclusive office agreement. Can you tell me what's the benefit uh, uh, of that? It seems sort of like um, it keeps things kind of local, that there's no sharing going on. What would be the benefit of, of a seller looking at that kind of agreement? I mean, there's few benefits, but to kind of highlight the ones 
that would be a valid reason for somebody choosing an office exclusive as opposed to an MLS exclusive. Safety and protection. Somebody may feel that they don't want every single person coming into their home and bringing different people there. Mm -hmm. There's a sense of control that somebody may feel that if it was an office exclusive that they would have. Right. Okay, control. Um, privacy, I guess when you're saying security, some people are very private. Uh, they don't want the world to know when something goes out on the MLS. The whole world knows that 123 Smith Street in Ozone Park is going to be on the market and for how much. Um, you probably have come across in all your years doing real estate sellers that don't want to share that information. And it's happened less frequently than the regular occurrence where somebody just wants the highest price in the quickest amount of time. Mm -hmm. I have come across a seller that they are extremely private and they want it to be very low key. Okay. Give me an example. You want to share a story? Well, I, I have one specific story where the owner of a house had a business in a specific neighborhood and it was a cleaning business. So he went into a lot of different homes and offices to do his, his job. And he had some local realtors and brokers that used his services. And his feeling was that if the property went on to the MLS, that he would then be singling out one specific office Alienating Alien, the others. Exactly. So he felt that he would lose business if he went with one person and had it on the MLS. Um, would you say that that's pretty much a remote situation that as a realtor you've come across, say, that kind of concern by a seller? Yeah, it's, it rarely happens. The events where somebody would choose an office exclusive would be be more in the privacy or security and control as opposed to a situation like that. Okay. So for the most part, um, you go in and you're making your listing presentation and you, and you offer uh, an exclusive multiple listing contract agreement to the seller uh, because they want to get the home sold as quickly as possible and obviously we all want to make as much money as possible on the sale of our home. So you're, you would recommend a, a multiple listing service agreement with your office. Tell me what the benefits of that would be that you'd be sharing with a potential uh, seller. I mean, most of the time when I meet with the seller, the things that come out of their mouth is more money and fast. Why not? And they want to do this as quickly and painlessly as possible. Nobody wants parades of people coming into their home. And my recommendation, if somebody voices that, is to put the property onto the MLS. And the reason you would do that, not only the exposure, but the manpower behind it. Okay. Yeah, well, Sal is using the words uh, MLS because in our business, everybody knows what MLS means, uh, but maybe some of our listeners don't know what MLS means, and that is a multiple listing service. And like I had said in my introduction, this 
podcast is brought to you uh, by the Multiple Listing Service of Long Island. And what we are really, what a multiple listing service is, it's, it's a computerized network, and in our case, of over 2,500 real estate offices that have agreed to cooperate and are working in Nassau, Suffolk, Queens, and Brooklyn. Okay, we've we've been in business for uh, almost 45 years. We're a subsidiary of the board that's been in existence for 110 years. Okay, but basically the multiple listing service is based on a foundation of cooperation. So like what Sal's saying is he'll, he'll put your home on the on the MLS. Really what he's doing is um, is sharing the opportunity to sell that home with 2,500 other offices and upward of 25,000 agents. And that is what I call the power of MLS, okay? So if you have somebody looking to sell that home as quickly as possible, if I'm getting this right, and to get the most amount that the market will bear, that would be an option they, they would really want to consider, going with that kind of agreement. Absolutely. And the other reason which most people don't even consider when they're putting their home or property on the market, they don't want 20, 30, 40 different people calling them. By giving somebody an exclusive with MLS, you're giving somebody the opportunity, giving the broker or agent the opportunity to do all of the coordinating of appointments all of the offer submission, mm -hmm. you know, through one person or less than. You, you, one, of, one of the things that you were saying about like an MLS and you use the word, uh, no homeowner wants, uh, uh, like here I'm saying, Tom, speaking about the power of the MLS and having so many people exposed uh, to this new listing that you're going to put on the system. Nobody wants everyone parading through their home, and I don't want to suggest that that 25,000 consumed buyers are going to come flooding through that house. How do you control that when it, when uh, when a listing goes on an, an MLS, okay? Um, how is that controlled where a homeowner can feel comfortable that that is not going to be what plays out? What winds up happening, and to kind of share the back end of the actual process, the information from... The homeowner that is uh, from the homeowner that is given to that specific agent is then entered into a database okay. and then that information is submitted and then sent out to the 2500 offices and the 25,000 agents and the agents that look at the actual multiple listing stratus database will only see the agent's information. It will show the name of the seller, but majority of the time it will not have the personal information of the seller. So what you're saying is whether there it's an office exclusive listing or a multiple listing exclusive uh, agreement, the agent that a homeowner has decided to work with during this process is the one that's going to control the traffic that's coming through the home and that whole experience. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, great. That's I mean, good to know. I could jump into the agency, the different types of exclusive agreements where 
You have an exclusive right to sell, an exclusive agency. And in those cases, an exclusive right to sell means that a seller is obligated to pay the listing broker a compensation if the property is sold, regardless of who buys it. An exclusive agency means that a property, if it is sold by the listing firm Mm -hmm. or another agency, the owner is obligated to pay a compensation. Okay. In the event that a seller was to give an exclusive agency and they were to sell it by owner, the listing firm, listing agent, or listing broker would not be entitled to compensation. Now, there have been times where I've had a seller tell me at my listing presentation that they have a neighbor or a friend or a family member interested in purchasing the property. And the way that we could still have an agreement, uh, an exclusive listing agreement or an exclusive MLS listing agreement, we could write up a separate form where those specific people would be excluded from the agreement. And in the event one of those persons was to buy, they could do either a reduced fee Mm -hmm. or eliminate the compensation altogether. But typically what I do in those cases is I would put a time frame on it. The last thing that I want to do or any agent should do is spend 30, 60, 120 days marketing a property and then all of a sudden that person comes in and, and buys. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you had said time, you used the word time frame and you've got me thinking. Um, do sellers, uh, should they know about any mandatory criteria for either type of agreement, listing agreement that we're talking about? And again, we're here today, we're talking about the difference between what an office exclusive listing agreement is and the difference to what a multiple listing service uh, exclusive listing agreement is. Do um, Should the seller be, uh, be aware that they'll be required to commit to a certain amount of time, um, a certain uh, selling price, are these, you know, like, is there a minimum and maximums and things like that? There is no minimum or maximum. Each individual broker or agent may have a time frame that they work with. Uh, there is a lot that goes into listing a property. There is time, there is marketing, expenses, expenses overhead. overhead. You know, so there is obviously people think, oh, yeah, you're a real estate broker or real estate agent. You know, your job is very easy, but it it takes time. And we're one of the only professions that does a significant amount of work without getting compensated until the very end. So that being said, you know, there is no specific time frame that is required, but there are certain time frames that an agent will follow and sure. recommend, and, and based recommend. On their experience of how long this is going to take or, and, and right. Okay. And this is a contract and Trisha and I, before this podcast, we were kind of discussing relationships between a seller and their agent. 
and we even discussed interviewing different agents because you want to be comfortable with the person that you're dealing with. An exclusive listing agreement, whether it's a agreement on the MLS or an office agreement, is a contract. And you want to be familiar and comfortable with the person that you're hiring and you're going to contract with. Yes. And so, well, both of them are going to be two different agreements that when the time comes, a, a seller's going to be presented once there's been a lot of conversation and, and it's been determined what best route uh, it, you know, the seller needs to go. Uh, do the contracts look the same? Like what? They could be very different. Most of the office exclusives are a shorter form. Um, the MLS agreement, the MLS listing agreement form is a little bit longer. And the one thing that is comforting to somebody signing an MLS listing agreement, it's been used time and time again. It's a industry standard for the MLS of Long Island. 2,500 offices use it. 25,000 agents use it. And if you're going to be marketing your property on the MLS, it is a requirement to have that MLS listing agreement signed. And there's a common misconception between an exclusive and an MLS exclusive. Mm -hmm. They're both exclusives. You're still giving somebody, giving a specific agency, broker, or firm the right, that, to, the sell right that to sell that property. property. The only difference is that with the MLS exclusive, the property is then going to the 2,500 offices and the 25,000. It's agents. a cooperative spirit. Correct. Um, any closing comments as we wrap things up? We're just concluding our uh, podcast, our third podcast, and uh, brought to you by the Multiple Listing Service. Again, I'm here with Sal Crafasi. Uh, who's speaking about the difference of exclusive office listings and exclusive multiple listing agreements. I mean, in closing, you really want to know that the there is a difference between an office exclusive and an MLS exclusive. You're still giving one specific agent an exclusive. The difference is with the MLS exclusive, that agent is obligated to cooperate with 25,000 other people, other agents. And my experience, you know, going back to working with somebody, interview them, sit down with them, mm -hmm. and go based on feeling. You know, if you feel that the person is honest and trustworthy and has given good information, valuable information, it's a, it's a good chance that you've met somebody that's going to represent you in, in the best possible way. That's great. That's great advice um, to any seller. How many, we were talking about this before we got on the podcast, what's a good number that a seller should um, keep in their mind of how many realtors in their area should they, companies, should they interview, say, um, and, you know, before reaching their decision? You don't want to interview 25,000. It would take too long. <laughs> But I would say a good a good rule of thumb, if you can interview three, you get a good idea of, of what your home is worth. Uh, you can listen to different marketing strategies. And if there's a difference of 100000 in price, 
you you need to know that you know and and one agent may say one and another may say another you know right. so you really want to give yourself the opportunity to meet with a few different people okay and see which one you connect with for this process okay yeah, and then also get an idea of what each person has to offer not everyone has the same marketing capability exactly no that's for yeah. sure Okay, well, thank you very much, and um, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this podcast, and uh, we'll, we'll be back again soon. Thanks for having me.